but I just wanted to give him a chance to live a little longer with a better quality of life. He looked like he was about to have a pathologic fracture. And the next morning he stood up and was like, hey guys, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to walk around now. Meet the first vet to perform cementoplasty in the United States and hear how canine cancer hero Colt is doing four months later on this episode of Tripod Talk Radio. And scratching like a three-legged dog. For any tripod, cat or dog. Why do some vets do things that way? Why? So many people don't realize that their dogs are in pain. He's a three-legged dog and he's still pretty good. Hello and welcome back to Tripod Talk Radio. This is episode number 119, and we have an exciting follow-up to our discussion about cementoplasty, a promising alternative to amputation and traditional limb-sparing techniques for dogs diagnosed with bone cancer. You can learn all about cementoplasty from Biosera Vet in episode number 108. Today, we're talking with Dr. Shana Stewart, who was the first vet in the United States to perform the cementoplasty procedure, and Colt's mom, Haley joins us to talk about how well he's doing four months later. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you for having us. Hi, Haley. Hi, Dr. Stewart. We're so excited to have you here. We have been so hopeful uh, about cementoplasty after talking with um, TheraVet that we just, uh, we're so excited that we finally get to talk to a real life pet parent who has been through this and a vet. Um, so that we can introduce this to more people in the tripods community. Um, we are a support community for amputees, but we're also all about saving the leg if possible. And it really sounds like this is possible. And as everybody will find out in just a bit, um, Colt is a, a living example of that. Real quick, this being cementoplasty, a procedure which we discuss in great detail in episode 108 of Tripod Talk Radio, will give an overview of it shortly. But first, we want to hear about Colt. Yeah, Haley, tell us a little bit about Colt and, um, you know, a little background on his diagnosis. So Colt is a um, 10-year-old lab mix. Um, I've had him his whole life. My parents have his mom. So I noticed he was limping on and off, probably starting September, October, Um, but he only seemed to do it when I had to leave him at my parents over the weekend. So I wasn't really too worried about it at first because it, it seemed like a way to not get for me to not leave him. (laughs) Um, and then it just, it became more consistent and he turned 10 in November. Um, and he wasn't really like acting funny. He just had the limp and he's so large and lanky that I was just like, you know, he's 10, he's a senior dog, he's big. It maybe he just tweaked it. And I even got him like a little doggy ankle brace. And that just ended up pushing all the swelling to his paw. And so I was like, at that point, I was like, okay, something is not right. So I took him to uh, the vet at Petco and they did x-rays and she immediately came back um, saying that it didn't look right and that it was most likely cancer, the osteosarcoma. And of course I was like freaking out. Cause I'm like, if only I'd take him to the vet sooner, could have caught this sooner. Cause she's like, you know, we have to amputate 
And even with amputation, it's still only three to five months. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, this is not what I was expecting at all. Mm -hmm. Um, So my mom contacted someone that goes to our church that um, goes to see Dr. Stewart at Pet Sound. And so we got an appointment with her to set up just a second opinion, because especially with a cancer diagnosis, whether it be an animal or humans, you never want to just immediately go with that first visit. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dr. Stewart suggested the cementoplasty. And I was like, honestly, anything to save the leg, because even if he would have lived past the three months, like I said, he's so large and it was his front leg. I just wasn't sure the quality of life it was going to give him. And I wanted to try to give him the best chance. And and so. when you say large, how, how large are we talking about? He, well, in this whole process, he's lost some weight. So right now he's probably about 93, 94. I think last time um, his, at his last chem, chemotherapy appointment, he was about, yeah, 93, 94. But he comes up, I'm 5'4", and he probably comes up to about my waist. He's a big guy. So he's a big guy. Yeah. So you mentioned saving the leg. Dr. Stewart, cementoplasty in a nutshell um, is an alternative to amputation? It is. um, Prior, there were other limb sparing um, things that could be done, but they were pretty uh, aggressive and the success rate wasn't that great. And it was vastly more extensive than um, an amputation. And a friend of mine is a PA at a spine and radiology, and they use bone cement in humans with lytic lesions or osteoporosis. And we had just been chatting. And I was like, you know, let me just see what's out there in the vet med world these days. And I had just looked into that um, and got in touch with uh, Theravet with Biosera, Bone Cement, um, of a handful of days before Colt came along. So everything kind of fell into place. So I was able to get the product in and get x-rays of Colt and send them to um, uh, Dr. Chevalier at Biosera and um he helps me with a game plan because you do have to be careful not to disturb the tumor. You want to go through healthy bone. And Colt was a little scary because he looked like he was about to have a pathologic fracture. And um, uh, everything, we injected everything. And the next morning he stood up and was like, hey, guys, I'm... <laughs> I'm going to walk around now. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was a surprise, a bit of a surprise for me, just not having used the product before. Uh, of course I trusted everything, everyone, uh, all the information I had gotten ahead of time, but it was really cool to see it in action. So is it my understanding um, that you are the first vet in the U S to try this? Uh, yes. Um, wow. As a matter of fact, at the time, I did not know that. <laughs> but after the fact, 
uh, when I talked uh, to Dr. Chevalier, he said, congratulations on being the first vet. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks for your guidance, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that is so exciting. And and just to give you tons of accolades and credit for for thinking the way you did, because a lot of times, you know, a vet will either rule out a dog from amputation because of their size or age, um, or they just, you know, we, we don't hear a lot of vets uh, about a lot of vets looking into alternatives like this. So it's super, super exciting that, that you were able to do that and actually make this happen. Um, now, Haley, what did, what did you think about all of this when you found out that it was kind of still experimental in, in animals? Um, what were your thoughts? Well, at the time, I don't think we knew that we were, that Dr. Stewart and Colt were the first ones in the U S we knew it was still very new. Um, but I, you know, my favorite quote is one of those that like dogs are a part of our lives, but we're their whole life. Well, with any animal really. And so I was down to try anything if it meant, because especially, and I'm sure Dr. Stewart can attest to this, like, yes, he's 10, but he does not look or act like a 10 year old dog. And no, if he had, I, I, yeah, if he had, I probably wouldn't have been so, um, quick to try anything and everything. Um, but I just wanted to give him a chance to live a little longer with a better quality of life than I think he would have had with amputation. And what was the recovery like? Was it what you had hoped for? Were there any challenges? Um, I didn't know what to be prepared for. Um, but the next, like when I took him home from surgery initially, the next day, his limp, he, while he still had it from soreness and surgery, it was significantly better. And within a week, it was practically gone. And he just, his, I never thought his energy level was down, but after surgery, I could tell such a difference. And I was like, oh, like he really was a lot more tame like he didn't have a lot of energy and I didn't realize it because he's such he's a lazy dog to begin mm -hmm. with like he only exerts energy when he absolutely wants to so the fact that I noticed that difference I was like oh like he actually really was in pain and this has it's gone now it was crazy wow that that is such an awesome story um, Dr. Stewart, were there any kind of, um, risks other than like, you know, like you said, um, he might've had a, a, a fracture at some point. Um, was there anything going into the surgery that, that would have excluded him from this? Um, so the, the biggest concern is you, uh, want to approach things through healthy bone. So the less healthy bone you have reasonably reasonably close by the more worried you get because you're drilling into healthy bone with a few centimeters and then really lytic tumor so um another concern is if it's near a joint which these tumors often are um if the tumor is really lytic and you start to inject and it leaks into the joint that product hardens quickly um 
which is why it's useful. But also, if you're going, if it starts to leak into a, a joint, um, there there's not much turning back other than to stop where you are. Um, so those are things to be cautious of. Um, and like I said, with minimal experience, I uh, did all the planning I could and kind of hope for the best. And I think the agreement was, if this doesn't go well, we can still amputate, but hey, let's try first. And how long ago was the procedure now? Uh, let's see. Uh, it'll be four months tomorrow. Wow. And Haley, how's he doing? Still... He is great. Um, I sent Dr. Stewart and I sent you guys to, um, I took him, the weather's been really nice in North Carolina. So I took him to the dog park in my apartment complex and we're throwing the tennis ball and it's like night and day. It's crazy. Like he's just back to normal. Like it never happened. So, Dr. Stewart, I understand it's a, like, quote-unquote, palliative procedure, and this will prevent, does does it prevent further bone deterioration? I presume the tumor still grows, right? Um, it does. Um, so, it really varies dog to dog on um, if they're going to, at some point, need a second injection as tumor spreads. Um the we've done two more stents that have been a proximal humerus so up by the shoulder and we have seen those um the results aren't as great because as that tumor expands the tumor itself um the proliferative part um there's so much soft tissue there and there's just no no place for it to go without impinging on things so that's one thing I would uh, say is some locations are better candidates than other locations. Um, and, and that said, I, you know, uh, cancer does what it wants. That's one of my rules is, and so it's hard to predict will one injection last and the product does help new bone formation so um i do have some uh radiographs of colt that kind of show things filling in um around the product so that's another positive is if there's any healthy bone near that product it helps build things that way um so um and another aspect that i had found and mentioned to um uh, the folks at Biosera, I ran across a paper about surgery accelerated metastasis with osteosarcoma, meaning when you take away that primary tumor, all the little tumor cells in circulation don't have a home to return to. So they start looking for a new home, which is typically the lungs. So uh, we're, we're still working on we don't have nearly enough information on that related to this product, but I'm hopeful that that will be another very helpful aspect. They can keep their leg and have the added benefit of potentially slowing metastasis. 
is, be awesome. Speaking of slowing tumor growth, is Colt currently getting any other treatments, radiation or chemotherapy to slow or prevent tumor growth? He uh, he is all finished with his chemo. Um, we did four rounds of carboplatin. And with this product, you don't have to wait two weeks before you start chemotherapy. Um, so he finished 13 weeks after his procedure with four, four rounds of carboplatin. Um, you can combine it with radiation um, or radiation. Radiation alone is helpful with pain. Um, so that would be an option. I just radiation um, without pet insurance starts to get cost prohibitive quickly because you're looking at six, seven, eight thousand dollars in a hurry. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And speaking of cost, I'm sure a lot of people are wondering how does the cost of this procedure compare with an amputation? Or, uh, well, we just talked about radiation therapy, but I know that is probably the high end of things. So, where does this procedure fall in? with those other um uh here um it's about the same as an amputation um by by the time um we purchased the product and um so the surgery is less invasive and a little more quick but um i think that's what evens out the amputation is the product itself. So um, I I would say they're comparable. Good to know. And then, of course, there's the, the long-term results in that, you know, a dog who gets to keep all four legs doesn't have the same compensatory issues that a three-legged dog has. So you're not looking at the same type of rehab therapy expenses and things like that. So this could actually be less expensive than an amputation is in the long run, don't you think? I, yeah, I definitely agree um, because a lot of my MPGs in the past have needed help them up harnesses and ramps and uh, potentially wheelchairs. And by the time you have all of those devices and rehab uh, mobility, you're, you're definitely way, way more financially invested than just having this procedure. Mm-hmm. And Haley, what what are your uh, hopes for the future? How are you caring for him now? Do you think that'll change? I, like I said, everything is just like back to normal. Um, he probably gets more toys and <laughs> treats um, now than he used to just because, you know, I'm like, you're a cancer survivor. Um, and I know my dad is definitely like, when I take him over there, all like him and the other dogs could all do the same thing and Colt's not going to get in trouble because he had, you know, he had to have surgery and he had to have, you know, he can get away with anything right now. Um, Special treatment. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, but I, I mean, like Dr. Stewart was saying, I definitely agree. I, I could not imagine having to, like continue to do rehab with him and I just like financially this was definitely much better option um and he just he seems to do great and then he didn't mind going to the vet for chemo I dropped him off he went back there I was like okay I'll you know be back later like 
So it was by the end of it, we were all buddies, I think. Yeah. <laughs> he knew exactly where we were going every, you know, once a month. He knew we were going to the vet. <laughs> it just sounds like just the perfect scenario. And we hope that more people out there can get to um, do this because it, it is, it's a, it's a game changer. And, uh, you know, we're all about saving that leg if at all possible. So we can't thank you two enough for being the ones to get this started out here in the U.S. And we're particularly excited about finding out how the cementoplastic procedure may help prevent secondary tumor growth and mm-hmm. slow that. So we look forward to this being done more and more and following up on Colt's progress. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. We will definitely share the photos and videos of Colt in the uh, blog announcement. This has been so exciting and we're just so happy to finally talk to you too. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we'll keep you updated on Colt and how, how it goes in the future. Yes. Thank you so much for all you guys do. I, anytime I can share this story, I do. So I'm like, Colt's a star. He's a, medical miracle, in my opinion. (laughs) He is indeed. And we're going to share the story for sure. So thank you both for getting it out there. Thank you so much. Congratulations to Dr. Stewart for doing the first cementoplasty procedure in the United States. We look forward to hearing how Colt keeps loving life on four legs. Sign up to receive updates at tripods.com slash subscribe. He's a three-legged dog and he's still pretty good. Thank you for tuning in. Subscribe to Tripod Talk Radio for more pet amputation tips from experts. And claim your free gift just for listeners at downloads.tripods.com slash podcast. Try.